0: the Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster we present, Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us today as we spend time around the Word of God, preaching Christ in all his fullness to men and women in all their need.
1: I'd like to give everyone a very warm welcome in the Saviour's name. We're delighted to see you and trust that the Lord will bless us together around his precious word. We're going to bow together in prayer. Our gracious God and our eternal and loving Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day and all your goodness to us, the use of all our faculties. We thank you, Lord, that we are gathered here to sing thy praise and to listen to your precious word. And we ask that you will write your word indelibly upon the tables of our heart. Remember thy servant, the Reverend Irwin, as he preaches thy word, that you will give him help bringing all things to his mind, that thy word might find an abiding place in our hearts. And we ask again, our heavenly Father, that thy word will live in our hearts in a very special way For thy word is a living word. Again, our Father, we pray that we might not only hear, but that we might be doers of thy precious word. These things we ask in the Saviour's name and for his glory. Amen. Our Bible reading tonight is taken from the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, and chapter 45. We're reading from verse 17. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, "'Say unto thy brethren, this do ye, Laid your beasts, and go, "'get you unto the land of Canaan, "'and take your father and your households, "'and come unto me, "'and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, "'and ye shall eat the fat of the land. "'Now thou art commanded, this do ye, "'take your wagons out of the land of Egypt "'for your little ones and for your wives.' And bring your father and come. Also regard not your stuff. For the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. The children of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons. According to the commandment of Pharaoh. And gave them provision for the way. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment. But to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent after this manner, ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt, and ten she-asses laden with corn and bread and meat, for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed. And he said unto them, See that ye fall not out by the way. And they went up out of Egypt, came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father, and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them, And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. Amen. And again, God will add his blessing to the reading of his inspired word. We're going to join together in the singing of our second hymn, Pass me not, O gentle Saviour, hear my humble cry.
2: Thank you.
0: I just like to thank the Reverend Morrow for leading the service tonight and for reading the Holy Scriptures. My text is found in verse 28 of Genesis 45. And Israel said, "It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die." I want to focus your thoughts upon the latter part of the verse itself. I will go and see him before I die. And from these words, I want to preach on the subject, he made the right decision. He made the right decision. In this 45th chapter of the book of Genesis, the old patriarch Jacob had just received some very stunning news. He has just learned that his son Joseph, whom he believed to be dead, was actually alive and well. In fact, he was the prime minister of the land of Egypt, the most powerful nation of the time. Jacob could hardly believe his ears. Could this news be true? The old man had many questions. Why had Joseph not made contact with him before now? How had he come to be in Egypt in the first place? How had he become such an important man? He could hardly take it all in. Joseph is alive. There were many things about the whole story that he could not understand. But there was one thing that he knew he had to do. He had an important decision to make regarding what he was going to do in the light of this amazing news, would he go and see Joseph? What did he decide to do? Well, verse 28 supplies the answer. Excitedly and with a heart pounding within, the old saint of God exclaimed, I will go and see him before I die. These words are very suggestive, especially when they are considered in a gospel context. When Jacob uttered these words, Joseph, his son, was in his mind and in his thoughts. However, I want you to see Christ here. For if you do, it will give these words a whole new meaning. So lifting these words out of their proper setting and out of their proper context, let me show you what I mean. Using Jacob's words this way, I will go and see Jesus. Before I die. I will go and see Jesus. Before I die. I trust. That you will make the same decision. As Jacob did of old. Regarding his son. Because it was the right decision. To make. Three simple things I want to share with you. This evening from this text. First of all. Let's think for a little while. On the first point. What Jacob realized. Well, what did he realize? If you look at the text, this is what he said. I will go and see him before I die. He realized that the day of his death was also swiftly approaching. He was well advanced in years at this particular time. He was about 130 years of age. And during this time, he had lost many, many friends. In more recent times, the famine had devastated The contrary, death and decay were all around. The presence of death was everywhere present. He could not escape its shadow. Moreover, he realized his day was coming. That is something we ever need to keep before us. The day of death is swiftly approaching for us all. If you read Genesis 35 sometime, you will discover that it is a chapter of deaths. Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died. Rachel, Jacob's wife, died. And Isaac, Jacob's father, died. It's also a chapter of funerals. And each time he stood at the open grave, he was reminded of his impending departure. Death preached a very solemn message to him Jacob, your day is coming. Jacob, your day is coming. These bereavements show Jacob that nothing is permanent. We can take nothing for granted. All is changing. All is passing away. The house built on the sand fell. Belshazzar's great kingdom collapsed in a night. Jericho, that impregnable city, was conquered. So at this particular point of time, his thoughts were focused on eternity. Today, the leaves may be on the tree. Tomorrow, those uh, leaves are gone. We had a cherry tree, one of our gardens. And one morning I came out and it appeared in all of its glory. That night there was a storm, heavy rain. Next morning, the cherry tree had lost its clothing, if you like. All these things had fallen to the ground. Just passed away. That's what life is really like. We're passing through this life swiftly. Job 16 verse 22 says, When a few years are come, listen to it again, when a few years are come, then I shall go the way whence I shall not return. When we leave, when we go, there's no coming back. There's no returning. We need to prepare now. We need to seek the Lord while He may be found and call upon Him while He is near because life is short and life is swift. Even if we live to what is generally called a ripe old age, it is soon cut off and we fly away. Psalm 90 verse 10. I think also what we find there in James chapter 4.14 that compares life to a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. We swiftly pass from time into eternity. Someone has described eternity as being like God winding up a giant clock and setting the pendulum in motion. And as it swings from side to side, that solemn ticking seems to say, forever and ever, forever and ever, forever. And ever. It will be forever in one of two places in heaven or hell. The Bible only knows these two places. It's heaven or hell. Whether well, bound. Are you going to heaven? Have you been saved by grace? Have your sins been covered by the atoning blood of Jesus Christ? Or are you still unconverted, unsaved? on your way out into eternal darkness to appear before the judge of all the earth. Now, Jacob lost something very precious when death visited his family. He lost his precious wife, Rachel. Let me apply a spiritual truth at this point. Matthew 16 verse 26 says, What is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose? His own soul. The soul is the most precious part of a person. The soul never dies. It lives on to all eternity. And you can lose your soul. You can lose the most precious part of you. I'm sure most of you are familiar with Luke chapter 15. It's the chapter of lost things. We read there of the lost sheep and the lost silver and the lost son. But you also discover that these lost things were found. But then you turn over the page to Luke chapter 16. And there you read about a man who lost a soul. That soul was never found. He died in the sins. And he ended up in hell. In the place of eternal condemnation and wrath and judgment. That is why it is time to seek the Lord and to call upon his great name for mercy and for salvation. When did Jacob lose his beloved wife? It was as they journeyed from Bethel, a little way to come to Ephrath, Genesis chapter 35, 16 through 20. Rachel was expecting her second child. She was well advanced in her pregnancy. Travel was rough. It may have been on a camel or on a carriage and all she had almost reached safety when tragedy struck. Before she could get there, she died. She died outside Ephrath. Another name for that place is Bethlehem, the house of bread, the place where Christ was born. And that place in itself speaks to us of Christ. So we can spiritualize here. Here is a woman on a journey. She didn't reach the place of safety. She died along the way. Many need to seek Christ, but they neglect it. They keep putting it off. And many with full intentions and good intentions of trusting in Christ for salvation, never make it to Bethlehem, never make it to Christ. They put it off and they die with good intentions in their hearts, but they never seek the Lord for salvation and mercy. Many do neglect salvation sadly. If you leave it too late, there's a possibility that you for all of God's eternity will remain a lost soul in the caverns of the damned, but there's mercy with God. There's a Savior and his name is Jesus. So what did Jacob realize he was going to die? In the second place, what Jacob regretted? Look at the text again. This is what he said. I will go and see him. I will go and see him. Jacob had one great regret. And that was he had not been reconciled to Joseph, the long lost son. There's a type here. There's a figure here. Joseph is a type of Jesus Christ. God's dear son. Death is approaching And you're still not reconciled to God's well-beloved Son. The message of the Bible is clear. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. Be you reconciled to God. How can that be? You can be reconciled to God through the work of Christ on the cross. Through Christ crucified. Through the one who offered himself as a perfect sacrifice to God to turn away God's wrath from his believing people and save their souls and set them gloriously free. That's the message of the Bible. Now Jacob had been deceived for years to the reality of the true situation regarding Joseph. The God of this world had blinded the minds of those who believed not. Second Corinthians 4, 4, verse 4. Jacob was convinced there was no hope of ever seeing Joseph. He had died, and that was the end of the story. But it was not true. But due to Joseph's typical death, burial, and resurrection, he had been exalted to the place of preeminence. He had been exalted by God to become the prime minister of the land of Egypt. And God gave him the power to help the poor and the needy. That's a wonderful type and picture of Jesus Christ. Christ has died. He went down into the place of death. He was raised by the power of God. And now he is exalted at God's right hand to help the poor and the needy. And to save those who need salvation. And to bring to them forgiveness of sins and peace with God. Through the great work he accomplished on Calvary's Cross. When uh, Jacob heard the news from his other sons that Joseph was dead, they lied, of course. The Bible says that he mourned for his son many days. And this is what he said. I will go down into the grave mourning. Thus his father wept. How hopeless and helpless a situation it is going down to the grave without having been reconciled to God's well-beloved son. So we have a picture here of Jacob going down to the grave, weeping and mourning, without any hope of ever seeing Joseph. I'm reminded of Acts 27 and verse 20 uh, of Paul on that doomed ship heading to Rome. And remember the situation when the storm came. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. There were no sun, no stars, no light, no darkness. You think about that. A lost soul out, going out into the darkness. No sun, no stars, no light. Going out into eternal darkness, eternal night. And just at the time when there seemed to be no hope for Jacob, he heard a wonderful message that cheered him. What was that message? There's a great gospel picture here. Joseph is alive. And the message of the Bible is Jesus Christ died. He was buried, but Jesus Christ is alive. And he lives in the power of an endless life. That's the message that ought to stir your heart. That is the message that saves the soul. That is a message that brings men nigh unto God. It's the message of Christ crucified, buried, raised again by the power of God. Jesus is alive. That's the message hopeless sinners need to hear. He has triumphed over death and hell. Joseph had become the Egyptian savior. He made a great provision, you see. Food was available for the whosoever will. And all they had to do was make their way to Joseph, who'd opened the storehouses. The invitation was given. Come, go to Joseph. You'll find all that you need in him. So, in a sense, then, at the time of famine, salvation had been provided and was available. And the message that was sent by Joseph to his father was, come down unto me, chapter 45 and verse 9. And Jesus says, come unto me. Come unto me and I will give you rest. You don't come to a priest or a pastor or a rabbi or a holy man. You need to come to Christ. It's Christ and Christ alone. There's only one Savior and his name is Jesus. For he alone made an atonement for his people on the cross. And Joseph's message was tarry not, the Lord's words to Zacchaeus were make haste and come down. That was the message. I've got to come to my final point now. What Jacob resolved, he said, I will go and see him before I die. And this is a, a challenge to each one gathered here tonight. You need to make this decision. I will go and see him before I die. And the promise that God gave to Jacob, he says, You go down to Egypt, and I will go with you. And I will make all the provisions you need through Joseph, who's in charge of everything down there. Please seek him tonight. Call upon his great name. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And make the right decision. And say, like Jacob of old, I will go and see him before I die. We'll bow our heads now for a moment in prayer as we bring the service to a close. Father, we're thankful again tonight for the simple gospel message from this Old Testament incident. We thank you there's great truth here and we pray that men and women tonight hearing this message will come to the same conclusion and they'll make the right decision and they will seek the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. Remove the scales from blinded eyes, uh, soften hardened hearts, and give that spirit of faith and repentance. And even tonight, as a result of the going forth of the gospel, that men and women might seek the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. For we ask these things in Jesus' name, and for God's eternal glory. Amen. Thank you for spending some time with us today around the Word of God. For further information, visit our website at ltbs.tv. We look forward to joining with you next time as we seek to Let the Bible Speak once again.